Desmond Blair is a phenomenally gifted and prolific painter, and he was born without hands. However, he has not let his limbed have stop him. His tenacity has enabled him to progress from sketches to portraiture, to graduate from high school at the age of 16, and to earn both his bachelor's and master's degrees from the University of Texas at Dallas. His skillful portraiture ranges from celebrities to stunning art celebrating Black women's beauty. He has appeared in media such as CBS Mornings, the Los Angeles Times, and Dallas Morning News. Words cannot describe enough what an inspiring force he is, and I can't wait for you to meet him. Well, Mr. Desmond, it speaks volumes for you to speak with me when you've been interviewed thousands of times. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me and my audience today. Um, no problem. Um, tell me you're a college student, been there. <laughs> and yeah. so I remember those days. And then um, just uh, anytime I can talk to somebody, maybe encourage them, uh, give them a good word. Um, I think that's it's not just about the art that I do. It's just living your life in a way that you like uplift people. Wow, that's beautiful. Speaking of which, and speaking of encouraging stories, when did you realize as a child that you were different from other children and what made you different? Um, well, like my hands, I knew that was something I was going to have to deal with immediately. Um, you know, like even in daycare, I just knew I was different. So like my earliest years were, it was just spent adjusting, like, you know, how do you teach a two or three year old how to navigate the world? that wasn't really designed for them. So it's funny you mentioned that because I actually got one of my prosthetics here, um, my earliest ones. Um, but this was like a spoon I used to use when I was probably about mm, two or three years old. Um, but I realized I was different like earlier on. And so I think the important thing is that my mom, she never saw my limb difference as like a limitation. And so at home, like, we just had to solve problems, you know, and this was even before like starting school or anything. And so by the time I was of age to start school, I got used to figuring things out at home. Like, so I used uh, the prosthetic I just showed you for a little while. And eventually on my own, I learned how to use a fork and spoon, wash dishes, clean up, do chores and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, understanding that you're different, I appreciated the fact that my mother did sugarcoat it. Like she didn't try to hide it. She was just like, you are different. This is the way the rest of the world is. And so what we have to do is problem solve and learn how to adapt. Hmm. So. You talk a lot about your mother. Why was mm -hmm. she so influential? Is there a quote that she left you with that you still carry with you today? So, she just wouldn't let me make excuses even as a kid she wouldn't let me make excuses she wouldn't let me hide my hands like if we were in public um you know she could kind of tell if i was having a day or whatever then she wouldn't give me a hard time about it but for the most part um it's those two things and then my grandma she always used to recite the poem invictus to me and every time i would say i couldn't do something Either she would recite it, and then it got to the point to where I was going to have to recite it back to her. 
And so I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. So like, <laughs> let me just at least try or to figure things out. But um, I think it was both of them. And like really with my mom, you know, she's no longer here. She passed away in 2020. And as an adult, I appreciate the fact that she didn't allow me to make excuses. And even when I got frustrated, she was just like, mm -mm, take a break, breathe in, breathe out, go do something else for a few minutes and then come back to it. And I think that taught me persistence because it's not just those challenges that you have as a little kid. It's like you get older, right? And then you move out, you go to college and you got to figure out how to wash clothes, keep your apartment clean while getting, you know, good grades in your classes and managing the social life. And so there's a certain, I think, um, type of grit or resilience that she gave me the space to develop. Um, and had she just kind of like coddled me, I don't think I would have had that growing up and it probably would have impacted who I am today. Mm, that's beautiful. And how do you keep the mindset of challenging yourself due to your difference? Um, I think it's just a desire to, if I had to sum up my life's mission, right? You come up with a mission statement. I try to keep this in the back of my head. I want to live my life in such a way that no child coming behind me that is born with a disability, limb difference, whatever it may be, would feel like they are limited in what they are able to achieve in their life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know what it's like to walk in those rooms and have people staring at you. Um, I know what it's like to go on the job interviews and people look at you like, well, how do you use a computer? Um, and even just being out and about sometimes, you know, the pointing, the whispering, I know what it's like to feel that way. And so if I can live my life in such a way that I can be a reference point so those kids can see, hey, we do become adults. We can you know, venture out on our own and do things on our own and, you know, have productive and successful lives. Um, that That is just the thing I keep in the back of my head. And, and even, you know, where I am now in life, that's what continues to push me forward because it's not like I'm just doing it for myself. It's like, no, I remember when I needed those examples and I didn't always have them everywhere, you know. There wasn't as much representation in movies, film, TV, and games and stuff like that are the things you see. And so um, understanding that, that's just part of my driver. And really, my art is kind of like my release, but it's also, too, I'm just hoping, like, somebody is out there. If they have a kid that, you know, is born with the limb difference and they're having self-esteem or confidence. It's just like, look, this guy can paint. So it's like, whatever you're doing, like, and it doesn't make sense, right? Because you tell people, it's like, I'm an artist, but I don't have hands. <laughs> but um, I think that's that's part of it too, because it's, it's that defying expectations. Um, and I don't think that it just applies to people with limb differences. I think just in general, like um, just that willingness as people to continue to defy expectations because you never know who's going to need your story or your example. You're right, Desmond. I think you influence so many people. Thank you. 
Yeah, of course. And the subject of your painting, speaking of representation, is so often Black women. Could you mm -hmm. please tell us, what was your motivation in doing so? Um, Just a lot of times it's storytelling. And then I, I've, honestly, I've been trying to work up the courage or, or fortitude to do a portrait of my mother. Um, and so I've been kind of struggling with that for the past year and a half or so. Um, and just, um, I think being able to highlight those stories, um, and just, it, there's just a general admi admonition and respect that I have for black women, uh, because so many of the women in my family were strong. Like I can honestly say, I don't know any women in my family that aren't like, um, I got a cousin that works for NASA. I got, <laughs> I got an aunt. Um, she she has her PhD. She college professor, longtime educator. Um, my grandma, she's from the country and she grew up in a time she only had like a sixth grade education. But just even the type of person she was, she go places. And my mom too, like they go places and they didn't make you know they would make friends like they would leave impressions where they were and like my aunt, um, my aunts and just, just so I think just being surrounded by that, there's just a general level of respect and admonition I have uh, for black women. And um, the exhibit that I did last year, it just really gave me an opportunity to capture that and really explore the concept of like, I always start with a word. And for me, it was like the word was like captivating, right? And so um, I was thinking about the Garden of Eden and what like made Adam so captivated with Eve. And then I'm just like, well, let me, you know, um, let me just try to tell the story or like create a narrative or, or even just focus um, my lens here for a second, right? To show that uh, appreciation. And so, um, but a lot of it just, it, it, it has to come from the influence uh, in my family. So what's exactly the process when you set out to start a new piece or begin a new body of work? Um, so where I'm at now, and this is just with any pain or any time I try to like work on a series, it's just the first month or so or couple months, however long, it's just images, 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 just like feeding stuff into my eyes and into my mind. Um, but that's where it just kind of starts conceptually. And so um, for my next body of work, I'm dealing with the concept of like emergence, right? Like emerging from something. And um, part of that is just, it, it has to deal with overcoming challenges, but just even thinking about, you know, when you graduate high school, and then life, you have to build your career and become this person. So you have to emerge from whatever circumstances you're in. Um, and not even high school, just going back. I mean, even all of us are in that state to where every day we're working to become uh, the people this world needs. And so uh, right now, that's just kind of my concept. And I'm just images, music, songs, um, studying different time periods and then finding people um, whose stories um, that I'd like to share is that that's kind of where I am now in that whole process.
So I can't wait to see. I mean, that sounds so inspiring. So I can't wait to see your new body of work in 2024. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I want to ask you, what are some of the challenges you face navigating life without hands? Um, you know, I don't want to say I have it all figured out because I don't. <laughs> um, I think that it's different. Um, I do have two kids, so I'm a dad now. And so uh, just even teaching them stuff, I think teaching them not just like day-to-day stuff, but like the internal stuff, like they need to be like resilient and have that same thing. Um, just finding ways to teach them that um, is like a learning process like every day, you know. And then also too, uh, not just teaching it to them, but leading leading by example, uh, which is what I, I just try to do with both of them, uh, being a sounding board, things like that. And then uh, just, you know, it's like weird being in your thirties because all your friends are like working now and we all have all these commitments, but um, still being there to maintain and develop that community amongst your friends, your peer group um, and seeking out mentors and really just balancing all of that. I think um, that's the biggest challenge where I am now in my life because you have your career, you have all your responsibilities Um, But just being able to balance it while also making time for you to continue to learn, grow and develop. um, I think that's the the biggest challenge. And I don't think that ever goes away. (laughs) You're right. You're right. So with all that said, what is the ultimate goal of your work? Um, Ultimately, one day. I say one day should be tomorrow. Hopefully not. 20 years from now, but I want to use my art for philanthropy. Um, I think if I can get to a point to where I can do that, um, and you really use my art as a driver um, to open doors for people with disabilities or or change the narrative around that word, um, I want to be able to do that and just use my art as a driver to be able to make, you know, the donation to make donations to organizations that support those efforts, programs, training, education, um, and really just, and even outside of that, just to challenge people, you know, to try the things that they think they may not be able to do because you, I mean, you don't know unless you try. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when my dash is done, I want somewhere in there for it to say artist slash philanthropist and just use my art as a medium for for different causes. So like, like I said, uh, limb difference awareness and education uh, because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if that wasn't my mom's driver. She's like, we're going to get you an education. Not we, we'll think about it. We're kind of just like, nope, you're getting your education. So. That's wonderful. And actually, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually hard of hearing in my right ear. So, oh, wow. yeah, so I have a difference and I've been hard of hearing in my right ear ever since I was two. And that was actually the catalyst for me to give back and in the seventh grade start serving and reading the reading for the blind at my local radio station called Georgia Radio Reading Service. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so inspiring to see someone else 
who aims to be a philanthropist because of their own experiences as well. Yeah. So I'm really hoping, you know, at the end of the day, that that's just where I want to be because you find the things that energize you. And for me, it's anytime I can do something to uplift, encourage, um, or just help somebody else, that's what gives me the energy and excitement every morning. That's beautiful. And like I said before, I think you do inspire and help a lot of people with your work. Thank you. You're welcome. And my last question is, what is something that not a lot of people know about you? Hmm. I can snowboard. <laughs> you you snowboard? I can snowboard. Most people don't know. But I learned how to snowboard in high school. And it's kind of like riding a bike. It never really goes away, even if you don't do it often. I went back again uh, at the end of 2021. But yeah, most people don't know that I can snowboard. Yeah, um, that's such, yeah. <laughs> that's such an extreme sport. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't think I would be able to do it. Um, and the first time I went, that was my first time actually being away from home. So I was like, first couple of days, I was calling my mom. I'm like, but then once you get on the mountain, it's like, yeah, I'm going to have a good time. Wow. I mean, that sounds great. I'm I'm happy you enjoy it. I can never do it personally. <laughs> you got to try it. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's... It's cold, and then you know the mountains, you know. heights. I just, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe one day. But yeah, no. This is exciting. I'm excited for you, and uh, hopefully, this is not the last time we connect. So just, I'll be looking for you if you want to share news or anything like that. Just uh, let me know. Thank you so much, Desmond. I appreciate your time. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Mirror Elizabeth Show. I hope you are inspired. Be sure to download, follow me on your socials, and stream the next episode.